Hello, everybody. So I am finally back from my trip to the Philippines, and I'm not 100% recovered from all the jet lag. Some of you know that I have a brain injury, so the recovery is slower than most people. For example, it took me about two weeks to realize that I was in the Philippines. Now, not from a literal standpoint, I knew I was there. But one day I was sitting at lunch, and suddenly it was like things cleared up, and I was able to realize, like, holy shit, here I am in the Philippines. I, I took 20-plus hours to get here by, by plane, and let me enjoy this experience. Now, coming back home, all I've done, my wife and I, my wife showed up four days later. We've done a lot of sleeping. My first few days here, I would wake up at random times. I would eat weird things, like nothing gross, but for example, at 3 a.m., I was making pasta with uh, vodka sauce. So, so, uh, yeah, it was a bit unusual, and right now, I have enough energy to do the podcast, to record. What I did was take a bunch of video that I took with different mobile phones. I have a Note 20 Ultra and an iPhone 14 Pro Max or whatever. And so, I was able to document via video my experience in the Philippines for the most part, and this was a negative for me, a lot of the video is in a vehicle. So where we were staying, we were staying in a hotel in Pasig, and that's a part of Manila, and there was a mall up the block. So it felt like I was home, like literally, we have a mall across the street from where we live, and so it felt like I was home. There was a lot of traffic, constant noise. The traffic in Queens, New York, where I live, pales in comparison to the craziness that was going on in this particular area. And because there's a mall, there was this intersection that was a complete bottleneck. And you literally, if you wanted to cross the street, you had better be on your toes because you didn't have much time. So it was quite the adventure. The mall was nice, but I didn't go down there to be in malls. Now, the Philippines, it's a very hot, it's very hot climate, very muggy, humid. And this was December and January. So the weather was a welcomed, for me, it was welcomed because in New York, we're dealing with uh, cold temperatures. But a lot of people go indoors, obviously, because, number one, you stay away from the heat, there's air conditioning, you're staying away from the bugs, etc. But once again, I didn't go there to be in malls. Now, I did, we did look at a few malls that are known as tourist attractions. There was one mall that has a canal in it 
and you go in this boat. It's like going to Venice, Italy, and you have a gentleman rowing the boat. You're sitting there. He even sings. So it was cool. I forgot how much it was per person. It was a nothing crazy. It was a nice experience. And we went to another mall. I didn't go to the Mall of Asia because I heard that's an enormous mall. But my wife went before me. Well, she went with her sisters and she told me how chaotic it was. And because I have issues with PTHD, anxiety, and all of that stuff because of my head injury, she was very, very happy that I wasn't there because she knew it would be extremely tough for me to manage. Now, I was able to walk around with my headphones. I had to walk around with my headphones a lot, especially in malls. And I talked about this before in a podcast that I did while in the Philippines. Young kids like to squeak their sneakers. They will rub it against the floor, the, the you know, a slippery surface or, or marble, whatever surface, just like a basketball ball game. And they want to hear that loud, squeaky noise. And they will just keep going as far as they can before they can't squeak, right? They want to see how many consecutive steps they can take while squeaking their freaking sneaker. And that was tough for me because it would catch me by surprise. And for those that don't know, I have an issue with fight or flight where certain frequencies, they startle me and immediately I go into fight mode. So I try to avoid that as much as I can. But that was a new one for me. Having these people squeaking their sneakers was definitely a new one for me. So as, you know, we were there nearly a month. So as time went on, I had to realize that, hey, even though I'm on vacation, I have to treat this like I'm back in New York City. And that was, that was disappointing for me because I, I wanted to enjoy myself. I wanted... Similar to Madrid. When we went to Madrid, I barely used my headphones. I was able to enjoy the outdoors. We might have went to one mall, if that. And the difference was there were more places to walk around in Madrid City. So that was the big difference. And for me... I had my camera. I wanted to document the surrounding areas, but my wife didn't want me walking around by myself. And there was this big contrast. Uh, I might have talked about this already in, in the last podcast, where you have this mall, and surrounding the mall are these big condos. And then you walk a few feet, and you see kids begging for money. I had a little kid literally grabbing my hand and walking with me and telling me money, money, money. Finally, I had to look at him and and wave my finger like, because we had just, my son and I, we went and bought food 
and took it to the group of people that were begging for money. So I was like, dude, take the food, enjoy the food. And if I see you tomorrow, if I have cash, because I didn't walk around with cash, I'll give you money. <laughs> you know, that was me thinking. Of course, the kid and I, we had a, ling a language barrier. So there was a lot of culture in, in the Philippines, in Manila. Um, I know I butchered that, word, that name <laughs> just now. Um, Manila was very, it, it was, trying to find the word. It, it was an adventure because there was so much going on. So just think of, think of Manhattan. Midtown Manhattan in rush hour. You have all of these yellow cabs. You have people commuting in their cars, right? Everybody's going slow from one stoplight to the next. Then you have the pedestrians trying to cross the street. And as soon as the light turns red, people are still trying to cross the street. Now, imagine that with hundreds of mopeds in the equation. And I'm talking about hundreds. I'm not over-exaggerating. As soon as you hit a stoplight, all of these mopeds are fighting for every inch, every available inch of space to get to the front so that when the light turns green, they can take off. And the people in cars, they have to wait. And a lot of times, they'll have to wait for the next light. And then the pedestrians, they got to hurry up and get their asses across the street because there's no time. There's no jaywalking in the Philippines, at least in Manila, where I was at. You try that, you're going to get hit by a damn moped or two. <laughs> so that is why I say it was... It was a very interesting experience in Manila because everything was experienced in a vehicle getting from place to place and then there being traffic and delaying, uh, you know, the time that it took to get there. But my wife and I went to this place called BGC, which is comparable to Manhattan. There's a lot of tourists, tourist attractions or touristy restaurants. You have a lot of very familiar American uh, restaurant chains and you'll see a lot of foreigners. It seems like every YouTube blogger or vlogger, excuse me, uh, goes to BGC and does a video, the same fucking video <laughs> talking about BGC talking about the food if you want to find out about the philippines look up the philippines or manila in in on youtube and you'll see the same type of video talking about the same things where i was located it was the actual what you would actually see in manila you will see the contrast between people with money who can afford to go to the mall and spend money on junk food 
and uh, trying to find the word, but um, buying items not out of necessity, but splurging. So I also saw the other side where they got these little grocery stores and they have, even in the grocery store, if you go to, you know, I'm from the Bronx, so we call them bodegas. You go to the bodega and you have toys behind the counter. You have junk food in one section. You have uh, food for your dogs and, you know, for your pets. You got a bit of everything in the bodega. In this particular, it was like a little convenience store type thing. It was very, they had stuff organized on the outer rim of the store. And then in the center, they had stuff piled up. But it was very straight to the point. If you wanted some ramen noodles, they had some. If you wanted soda, they had that, water, whatever. But you weren't getting anything else. You weren't. They barely had any types of chocolate bars. You know, we're accustomed to seeing like a million types of different chocolate bars, uh, cookies, all that stuff. You start to realize uh, when, you're, when you're at a place like the Philippines that the main essentials, you can live on those and be totally happy, be totally satisfied. So... I was like, like literally in between two different sectors of Manila. One sector had people indulging in, in junk food and shopping, you know, consumerism. And then you had the working class, the people that were every morning going on a jeepy, going to work. You had kids begging for money. You had kids walking around with no shoes. And then you'll see like a 10-year-old walking with a 5-year-old. And they're begging for money. So, it, it, you know, when I go to different places, that's what I look at. I don't go to, for example, as I was talking about with the YouTubers, I don't go there trying to glamorize my trip. I go there and I look at the reality of, of the location that I'm at only because to, I want to, I want to be reminded of how good we have it in America, where I joked about this in the last episode, where I talked about going to Kentucky Fried Chicken and we ordered a small mashed potatoes. And it was like eating mashed potatoes out of a shot glass. The portions are the correct portions. <laughs> In America, you order a small mashed potato, you're getting three, three times the size of the mashed potatoes you will get in the Philippines. We got a small order of fries at Wendy's. It was a joke how small the carton of fries was 
where the fries barely fit in the freaking carton. Here, you get yourself a small order of french fries at Wendy's, and they'll encourage you to upgrade for 25 cents. And now you have you have <laughs> you have taken what was maybe three times the size of the french fries that I ate in, in, in the Philippines. Now you doubled that, so it's like freaking six, seven times the amount. So we overindulge in not just food, but in everything else. And when you go to a, a country like the Philippines, and you, you go to the provinces, we, we were able to go to a few provinces, and you see like these little alleyways, and those are two-way streets. And sometimes there are, <laughs> there's a freaking few mopeds parked. There's a car coming at you. You're trying to go the other way. And now both vehicles are trying to maneuver their way around to letting the other one through. Not only that, but you got a bunch of people standing around and playing, or hanging out. And they're like oblivious to what's going on with the vehicles. They're like, you guys handle it. <laughs> Figure it out and then we'll get out of the way. But nobody's honking. Nobody's sticking the middle finger. Nobody's stressed out. That was the weirdest thing about it was that despite the fact that there were very limited stoplights, stop signs, <laughs> and, and the fact that there weren't many sidewalks that were large enough to walk in, so sometimes you had to walk on the side of the street. Nobody was fucking stressed out. That was the weirdest thing. Over here, people would have been going crazy. So not only do we overindulge, once again, with the food that we buy, with the products we buy, right? We got to have more than one iPad. We need to have more than one pair of Jordans. We need to have the latest and greatest phone, even though we just bought the phone last year. But we need, we need the new phone because it does this particular thing that my old phone doesn't do, which you'll never use. And then we overindulge in stress. We stress ourselves out so fucking much. It is self-inflicted. But then again, there are so many things thrown at us that keep us stressed. But that's kind of weird because when I went to the Philippines and I saw these people walking around, like literally, there was a dude walking around with a, a cooler, right? A cooler you would take to the beach where you put your drinks or your, you know, cold cuts or whatever. Maybe about three feet long, maybe two feet wide. I saw a dude carrying that on his shoulders. Nine o'clock at night in one of the provinces, he was walking around the neighborhood asking people if they wanted to buy his product. 
And my wife was like, oh, he's selling Balut. And I'm like, what? Now, Balut is like a duck egg with the fetus inside. And you're supposed to drink the liquid and then eat the fetus and the egg. My first thought was, why would I buy that from somebody walking around in a cooler, you know, with a cooler on their shoulder? But my, my wife told me, she goes, this is what people do to make money. And I was like, yo, it is 9 p.m. And this dude is still walking around in, in flip-flops, shorts, a beat-up T-shirt. And he's just casually walking around yelling, balut, balut. And he's not stressed. He's freaking friendly. He's talking to the people in the neighborhood. And I was like, holy shit. That is quite interesting. Because we stress ourselves out so freaking much over the littlest shit. Even though we have it so much better than a lot of other countries. The amount of fucking things that we take for granted and you go to a place like the Philippines or the Middle East or wherever, you will see the realities and just how good we have it, even though we think we don't have it that good. You go to a poor neighborhood in the Philippines. It is, it is not like anything you've seen. You go to a poor neighborhood in New York City. You see people walking around with Air Jordans driving Mercedes-Benz. Meanwhile, they live in the fucking projects. Wearing Canada Goose jackets that cost, you know, $400. But yet, these are people who are on public assistance and they're supposed to be struggling. And I've seen it when I worked in housing. I saw all kind of crazy shit. So, we take a lot of things for granted. And that was the biggest take that I took from the Philippines. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. We drove by some, some islands, right? I didn't get to see any of the islands. I mean, there's so many islands in the Philippines. But from a distance, I could see a fucking volcano. And I was pissed off because we were driving somewhere and I couldn't stop to, to take a photo of this volcano. There were so many freaking compositions that I, I would see as we were driving. And I'm like, holy shit, that would be a great photo. Holy shit, that would be a... And I, that was like the biggest stress factor that I couldn't really, for me, from a personal standpoint, I couldn't walk around with my camera the way I wanted to. I wanted to make a little documentary, maybe make a photo book out of it. And I was able to take photos, but a lot of times there's this weird tint from the, from the uh, tinted windows. So some of the white balance looks weird. So I had to make them black and white. But nonetheless, you know, the bottom line is you take the photo. And then you, you deal with whatever kind of, uh, I can't think of the word right now because I'm getting tired, but you take the photo. 
first and foremost. And then blemish. Whatever little blemish you have, you take care of it later. And I will make a separate videos showcasing all my photos. But I do have video playing as I'm talking, showcasing uh, some of the beauty in the Philippines. And I only was able to scratch the surface. <laughs> we were there nearly a month, but we went to see family. So the next time we go, we'll travel a little more to some of the some of the islands and and, and I'll, I'll hopefully be able to take advantage of that and take a lot more photos. But yeah, overall, I had a great time. I got to meet my sister-in-law and my nephews that I have down there, uh, some cousins, some, some of my wife's cousins that I've never met that were really great people. And once again, I was reminded that we take a lot of shit for granted. But then again, we are, as a society in America, we are so freaking spoiled that we really don't care that we do have such great advantages. And we don't even take it, we don't even utilize those advantages, which sucks. But that's it for me. I'm going to end the video. As always, I appreciate you guys watching my videos. I'll talk to you soon. You guys take care. Bye.